Hey guys, and welcome to episode number 39 of the Modern Casanova podcast with me, Troy Francis. And today I want to talk to you about the real reasons why I've started to talk about personal brand. So I want to get into that topic because I think we just need a little bit of an update. I wrote a blog post on this actually, which is on my website, and it was one of the more uh, popular post of the week. So go and have a look at that. If you haven't read it, I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. But basically, probably a fairly quick show today, but I just wanted to get into having a bit of a roundup of where I am, where my thinking's at, and why I'm talking about this new subject matter or this somewhat refined subject matter, if you like, and where it fits into the bigger scheme of things. So if, and by the way, this is episode number 40 of the podcast. So in the big scheme of things, I guess 40 isn't a milestone usually. Maybe when we get to 50, we can say that. But nevertheless, you know, nice round number. It's a reasonable number of podcasts. I've, If you've noticed, I've been picking up the momentum a bit over the last few weeks. It's now coming out every Friday, and I intend to keep that up. But there may be some changes, so I'll go into that in a minute. But why am I now talking all of a sudden about personal brands? So if you've been following my stuff for a period of time, and I've been writing now since... Well, I've been writing all my life, but I've been writing in the public arena in this space for about four to five years now. So if you've been following my stuff, you will know that the majority of stuff that I've written and the the books that I've written and so on have been about dating, relationships, game, pickup, whatever you want to call it, all of that stuff. And all of that, as well as society and increasingly more personal things as well about relationships and about my life and about some of the difficulties that I've had, uh, you know, with the relationships that I've had with girls and with my family and so on and so forth. So I've written about a lot of things. I've also, as well, in the last year or so, written more about corporate work, about what it's like to work in a corporate environment, as well as things about society as well various societal trends that we see going on around us. So it's not that I've always been a pure game writer and that's been it, but certainly dating relationships have been top of the list of things that I've written about. And now I'm pivoting somewhat with my content and I'm talking a lot about personal brands. So why am I doing that? Well, a number of reasons. I think firstly, because my tagline has been for the last few months, or really since the beginning of this year, live the life you want, not the life you think you should. Now, I've been putting that at the end of my emails, I've been putting that that I send out to my subscriber list, please subscribe, if you don't already, I'll put the link uh, in the show notes below. I always put that quote at the end of my emails to my subscriber list, I've written about it in articles, I've used it in articles and so on and so forth. And when I was looking at the beginning of the year at all of my content and what I was really trying to say, what I realised very strongly was that fundamentally underneath everything, what I wanted to talk about was freedom. Now, in a large part, that reflected in freedom in dating. So dating who you want to date, do you want to get into a monogamous marriage or relationship or do you actually is the reality of the situation actually you'd kind of like to have your freedom you'd like to be able to date different people 
And alongside that, you know, maybe you don't want to be stuck in the one city. Maybe you want to be able to move. Maybe you want to be able to go and live in Thailand for a year. Or perhaps you want to go and experience living in Paris for a a few months. Or you want to go and live in Barcelona or Montreal or Los Angeles or wherever it is. So the thread with all of this stuff, as I say, is really freedom. And it's the freedom to, to do what you want to do not what society's told you that you should do. Now, of course, underlying that and a massive, massive pillar of that in anybody's life is what they do for a job. Because work is the thing that we do most of the time, regrettably. Most of us do. Some people have money and they don't need to work or they have perhaps they've built a passive income and so they are able to do other things with their time but you know even they will need to be working even they need to spend some time with work but for the majority of people work is the thing that we do most of the time now I was aware for a long long time and remember I'm in my early 40s now so I've been around for a while and I've in in that time I was aware for a huge amount of time that my life was unbalanced in a way because when I started to learn more about dating and to understand relationships and the dynamics between the genders and so on I started to get some success in that arena if you like but I realized it was kind of papering over the cracks in a way because although I had a lot of fun and I had some crazy adventures and some good times and everything it wasn't really solving the underlying issue, which was that I was unhappy with my life more generally. Now, there were various reasons for that. Depression is is one, which I've discussed in various articles, and it's certainly going to be a topic of discussion in my forthcoming book, which is coming out very soon. We'll have a podcast on that in the next, maybe next week, so listen out for that. But Depression aside, and issues that I had with addiction, with alcohol, with narcotics and so on, even putting those things aside, and I did put them aside because I gave up those things a long time ago now, over 15 years ago, I was still fundamentally unhappy with the way that my life was organised. And no number of girls, no number of relationships, no number of holidays or you know, two weeks away in the sun or anything like that was going to cure that. And the reason was I was unhappy with my job. I was unhappy with the way I was earning a living. And a lot of people are, a a hell of a lot of people are. So it wasn't that I was unique in that. But what tends to happen is that people say, yeah, I don't like my job, but you know, it pays good money and I get to have a few beers at the weekend and you know, I've got a kid on the way and a family and so I have to do it. And people kind of fall into working jobs that they don't necessarily like very much because that's just what you do, isn't it? That's just the way things are. Of course though, increasingly, it isn't just the way things are because lots and lots of people are finding different ways to live their lives. And let's give credit where credit is due. Tim Ferriss, The 4-Hour Workweek, the book that came out over a decade ago now, influenced really a whole generation of people to look at the way they were working and to think, well, hang on a minute, I could be doing something different. So 
if you haven't read the four hour work week i highly recommend that you do as i say it's over 10 years old now and perhaps some of it maybe is slightly dated but in essence it is it's a classic book really for our generation or for the for the generate you know the generation of people that are alive today whatever age you are and it gives a lot of great advice about how you can become location independent how you can work for yourself from your laptop how you can hire people remote assistance to help you with your work so you don't have to do everything yourself and that can allow you to scale and to run a bigger business and it's really just the blueprint for how people can live fulfilling lives doing what they want to do but most importantly from anywhere that they want to base themselves in the world so this is the whole fantasy really of going and sitting on the beach in Tahiti or whatever with your Apple Mac and a pina colada by your side typing an email or updating a blog post or whatever it is and earning money while you do it and Tim Ferriss painted a very attractive picture of that I think the subtitle of the book is something like become one of the new rich or something like that and what he meant by that was become one of these people that aren't tied down anymore to living in one location and getting on the train every morning and commuting into work no these people can base themselves where they like because they have that freedom they have that flexibility and as well if you do it right if you do it well you can earn a hell of a lot of money from it so That really was a book that inspired me, as it did a lot of other people, a hell of a lot. And we're talking, as I say, I mean, the book's been published 10 years now. We're talking, we're going back many years, really, where this book has been on my mind and this sort of topic has been on my mind. But I wasn't qualified to talk about it, really, until fairly recently. Now, actually... I might be doing myself a disservice there because in my corporate work, I worked in advertising and I worked in brand strategy for many, many years. And I worked for some very, very well-known influential media companies. And as a part of the jobs, I also advised and worked with other blue chip companies. So FTSE 100 companies, you know, very, very famous in the UK brands and also international brands as well. So very, very famous uh, companies that are world, known worldwide and I worked with their marketing departments in the UK and in Europe to help them to formulate brand strategies to help them formulate ideas for advertising campaigns and so on and I worked with their advertising agencies I worked with creative agencies the media buying agencies the strategy people I met many many clients who worked for things like big pharmaceutical companies big motor companies big retail companies uh, technology companies and so on. So, as far as branding's concerned, actually that was my whole background, and I worked in that career for eighteen years—hell of a long time, too far too long. But you know, nevertheless, I worked in the advertising industry in various capacities for a, a really, really long time. And so, the advantage of that for me is that I've got that background already. I've got a very good sense of branding. I know what the big guys do. I know what the big companies do. I know how it works. I know how the advertising agencies work. I know how creative agencies uh, brainstorm and come up with, with ideas. I know how PR agencies work. So I've done all of this stuff. So for me, and also obviously for, for you, if I, if I work with you at some stage, 
that's really useful because what it means is that I've, I could bring all of that insight to the table. Now, now as an entrepreneur working for myself, I've been able to incorporate that knowledge into the way that I do things and into my own patterns, if you like. So that's been beneficial to me and to, to my business so far. But what it means is that I can feed that into the content that I produce. But as I say, for the last year or so, you know, I've wanted to talk about this stuff for ages, really, but I always felt, in spite of those years of of brand experience and so on, that I couldn't really talk about it because I hadn't been doing it myself. I was still employed in my corporate job until last November. Now, in November, well, it was October, but, you know, in November, I was, I I finished that job and suddenly... I was self-employed. Now, it's taken me, it took me a few months to sort various things out. I would therefore really say, well, actually, that's not true, because in December, I was writing a book. So my main products in the moment are books, which I sell via Amazon. So I'll put a link below. But if you go onto Amazon and type in Troy Francis, you can see the various books that I've written. And those books are the bulk of my income at the moment. So I, I sell those books via Amazon. I write them. I work with a, an editor and a publishing team to get them up to a really good standard. I sell them on Amazon. The money comes in. So books like The Seven Laws of Seduction, which I wrote four or five years ago now, is on Amazon. And I put a new cover on it last year. But, you know, nevertheless, it remains the same. The, the, the text is the same. And that still makes me money to this day. And now I've got something like, I think, eight books up. There'll be a ninth soon when the new one comes out. So I'm adding... So that's the main core of my business at the moment. And that makes me money. That makes me passive income. So there can be days when I don't do very much work. And I look on my Amazon report and I see that I've sold, you know, a load of books. It's fantastic. That's something I've been working to for, you know, a number of years. And... How do I publicize that? Well, I publicize that by doing all the other stuff. So I've got a blog. If you follow my website, realtryfrancis.com, it's a blog. You'll see that there's a new article up every day on that website. If you follow me on Twitter, which is at Troy7Laws on Twitter, or just type in Troy Francis and you'll find me, you will see that I tweet very regularly on Twitter. There's a lot of tweets coming out from me every day. I interact with other people on Twitter. I put news on Twitter. I retweet other people and so on. And on that, I'm building up my numbers substantially. And through Twitter, I then put out adverts for my email list. So I have an email subscriber list that I mentioned. And I get every day, I send out a new piece of content via that list. And I'll advertise that on Twitter and also on Facebook. And so when people see, I say advertise, I just mean I'll write posts and say, my new email's coming out tonight at 11 o'clock, it's about this, why don't you sign up? And through that, I get people signing up to my email list. And then, and the, so the email list is growing, so I try to give out loads and loads of value to the people on that email list. I send out, a, I do a really nice long piece of content every day, which gets sent to them. Some of that stuff I'll probably reuse at some point, but uh, you know, in general, it's exclusive to the people on that subscriber list. So I'm really trying to give them some value that other people don't get as in return for them signing up with me. And you know, the benefit of that to me is that as that email list grows, I'm able to then 
be in contact with those people. And so when I have a new book coming out, when I have a new launch, I can tell them about it and I have a ready audience there who are already bought into my stuff, who are, you know, likely to, a proportion of them are likely to want to buy something new that I do. And this is all an ongoing process. There's nothing quick about this. Some weeks I see big jumps in in, engage, in figures, in followers, in engagement, in different things. Other weeks less so, but you know, this is how it is. It's a it's in the same way that if you approach game, you know, you have to go out and do lots of approaches and it takes time and you're building up a skill set. It's exactly the same thing with business. I'm doing I'm in a building stage at the moment. But I have got to a point where I've given up my job. I have got to a point where I'm working for myself. I have my own company. I have my own company bank account. Money is coming in. Uh, I am sustaining myself through the money that's coming in. So, you know, I'm not claiming to be a multimillionaire. I'm on the journey. But the journey is going very well. And there's a lot that I can talk about because I know for a fact by the people that I communicate with, you know, people that email me, people that message me on Twitter and everything, I know for a fact that there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people out there who would like to do something similar to what I'm describing. And even more than that, they're aware that it is really the only logical way forward for many people. And there's a number of reasons for that. But let's just think for a minute about the economy. So there are still whisperings with the economy that there may be another global downturn. And, you know, we're certainly probably due one by now. The situation with the US and trade wars and everything. I don't really know where that's going to go. I don't want to really want to get into that, but there are certainly some big things happening at the moment globally that will likely have a knock-on effect on the economy and the economy may be fragile anyway cyclically. Uh, and beyond that, we have an even bigger threat, which is automation. Now, I keep banging on about this at the moment on Twitter and in posts and things because I think it's really, really important. There's a massive, massive shift coming down the line. In fact, it's already here, actually, in many cases, but certainly there's more to come where automation, where AI, the robots, are coming for all of our jobs. And what that means is that in many, many sectors... Many jobs that have traditionally been there for for people of all, you know, from from highly, in inverted commas, highly skilled jobs down to fairly sort of manual jobs like packing in factories and so on. All of these jobs are going to start getting taken over by robots, by automated services. It's happening already and it's only going to speed up. So what that means is... I saw a report, I linked this in an article on my website actually, I saw a report in the Financial Times this week and it was saying that the OECD had actually downgraded the number of jobs that they thought might be affected by this. It didn't seem to say in what time period actually, which I thought was interesting because I mean, are we talking in the next year or five years or are we talking in the next century, you know? Uh, But it was sort of saying, They've downgraded their expectation for how many jobs will be lost to this. But even so, it's still a huge number of jobs. We're still in the 
you know tens of millions of jobs to be lost to automation in the medium to medium to long term future so let's say so this is a real thing and it's a real threat and i look at the job that i was in and even when i was in that job i was aware that there was you know automation was coming down the line now i was working i had various different roles with different companies but i was working in relatively creative sorts of roles which are more difficult perhaps to automate but not you know i mean the industry the shape of the industry i was in was changing and it was only going one way which wasn't <laughs> a glorious upward path and i see that in in many 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 other industries as well so what that means is okay so what am i going to do how am i going to make money how am i going to make a living now the old thing with corporate jobs used to be i think I'm sure many of us would agree with this, that a corporate job used to be, well, it's a bit shit, I don't really like it, I don't really like my boss, I have to go into this office, it's a bit crap, but the money's quite good and it's secure. And that was the big thing. The, the job is secure, it's a stable job, it's a steady job, I've got a steady income. And that was the whole thing about jobs, it was safe. So you'd sort of say, okay, well I might not be travelling around the world, like a swashbuckling hero and having this amazing adventure i'm working in this crappy office but at least it's safe the problem now is that you can't even say that <laughs> you you're working in this office it's really soul destroying it's boring there's lots of politics there's lots of backbiting and stabbing you don't give a shit about the product anyway and it's not even safe you know what is the upside to this well the upside is that for the moment you're getting your monthly salary and you're hanging on to the job, you know, but I mean, I think of, of colleagues working at the place where one of the places I used to work, and I just think, God, you know, it must be, it must be even more stressful than it was a few years ago because, you know, you're doing this job, you've only got that th this experience within this particular field, you know that there are going to be job losses, you know that probably at some point your job's going to be on the line, no saying when that's going to be. It could be another five years, it could be two years, it could be six months, you don't know. But sooner or later, it's going to come down the line. You're either going to get moved out of the company, or you're going to get downgraded to a lower position, or they're going to try and pay you less money, or something. You know, it's not, it's not going to be this long-term, I'll just stay with this company or in this industry, and that's it, my future is, is golden and secure. So... When I was thinking about all this kind of stuff, I'm thinking, well, okay, so what can I do to secure a future for myself of some kind? And it seemed, for a start, it was always clear to me for, for a long time that self-employment was the way forward. Because, of course, the other thing is, you can work for a company and get a nice wage. You can get a nice wage packet every month and think, yeah, that was okay. And I was, you know, in in, uh, in the peak years, I was doing pretty damn well, you know, and I, I had two apartments, I had fancy clothes, I had fancy holidays, all this kind of stuff. So I wasn't doing badly. I mean, I wasn't uh, Steve Jobs or anything, but I was... I was doing okay uh, in London. I was making a good salary. I was working for good companies, etc. So I was doing all right, but it was all sort of built 
on, on sand and it became increasingly obvious to me that this was all built on sand because it could be the rug could be pulled out from me at any time to mix my metaphors a little bit so then you start to think okay so what can i do to future proof myself what can i do to to make a career that i can build and i can continue to build for myself over the long term and that's when i started to learn about this whole thing about personal brand and what personal brand is in essence well there's different ways of looking at this actually but the way that i mean it primarily with when i talk about personal brand is i mean having an online presence that is based on you so my online presence troy francis is great because it's relatively malleable so i can start by talking about dating and relationships then i can talk a bit about family life which i have i can talk a bit about society which i have i can talk about corporate work and the difficulties with that which i have and then now i can talk about personal brand and what it means the reason i'm able to do that is because the the brand is troy francis now i've been around i'm not massive by any means i'm still on this journey i'm still building but i've been around for a few years people some people like my stuff they know me they know they like what i've written about relationships they're also interested in this more you know lifestyle businessy type stuff and so now they follow me with that now they start to to want to know what i want to say about building a personal brand about freedom about creating your own business having your own life maybe being location independent so because the brand is me the brand isn't uh i don't know troy francis how to pick up girls.com the the brand is real troy francis so it's the brand is me and if people buy into me then it they will buy into me across a range of different subjects now if they don't buy into me that's fine you know they can just go elsewhere but if they do then they are interested to hear me discussing these different topics and certainly for myself the people that i like the online people that i like tend to talk about different things so i like james altucher he talks about business, he talks about success, he talks about spirituality, minimalism, all of these different things. And latterly, he's been talking a lot about comedy because he's bought into a comedy club in New York and he started doing sound up, uh, sorry, stand-up and all this stuff. Now, as it happens, I'm not actually that interested in comedy. I'm not really that interested in stand-up comedy. But I like James Altucher, so I still listen to his stuff. I listen to his interviews with comedians. I take what I can from it, and you know I buy into it because it's him, and because I, I buy into him generally. So, if you can get to that place, and everybody can get to that place, I'm convinced of that. You can do this. We can all do this because we've all got the tools at our disposal. Then you're in a good place. If you can build up a following, if you can build up an audience online, then that audience that tribe becomes your insurance policy. If you've got a 100,000 people following you on Instagram, which I certainly haven't, but if you have, or if you've got something like a friend of mine's got about 25,000 on YouTube, uh, you know, if you've got a load of people reading your blog, a load of people on Twitter, the bigger that that gets, the more influence you've got, the more potential customers you've got. So then when you want to sell them something, you've got this ready group of people who already think you're pretty cool they like the stuff that you put out for free 
then you put out a product, it could be a book, it could be a course, a video course, whatever, the likelihood is some of those people are going to buy into that because they like they like you and they want to support you and they also want the content that you're not going to give away for free. So, and that becomes your insurance policy because all you have to do, well, I say all, it's a, it's, a, it's a hell of a lot of work and it's not easy, but what you then have to do is just to keep feeding that and to keep growing that audience. And as the audience gets bigger and your influence gets greater, you can sell more product to more people and it's a virtuous cycle. And as I say, any of us can do this because we all now in the Western developed world certainly have the, the access to putting our message out to a lot of people because we've all got the internet so setting up a blog is very easy recording a podcast like this is very easy having an instagram account is easy a youtube channel is is pretty easy now there are different stages to all of this stuff you know you can go from having doing crappy videos on your phone like i do on <laughs> on youtube at the moment to doing nicely produced well edited things like my friend uh, tom torero does and other people there are different levels of this, but nevertheless, we've all got access to the same tools. So I know many vloggers use uh, quite expensive editing software, but there's the iMovie software, which is just, you can get as an app or it's on the Mac, um, which is there for free, I think. So there's always a place to start. And as I said, you know, if you want to shoot videos, you can get really expensive ca camera equipment and lighting and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, when you start off, you can just do it on your phone. So the barrier to entry is actually very, very low. And we're even more fortunate in that these days people actually quite like rawness. They quite like authenticity. They quite like it to be not too professional. So we can all benefit from that as well. I heard it said once, it may have been Casey Neistat who said this or somebody of that kind, but it was a comment anyway. It said, we all have the same publish button. And it's very true. I mean, I have on my website, on my blog, I have the same publish button that James Altucher has on his. I don't know if he uses WordPress, but, you know, let's assume it's a similar kind of a, a setup. I have the same ability to tweet as James Altucher or Donald Trump or anybody else really in the you know who's on twitter we we the tools are there the tools are available it's what you do with those tools and it's the degree it's 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 the amount of connection that you can make with individual people and how many people you can connect with but it's all out there it's all out there for the taking and i find it incredibly exciting and it really just feeds into this whole thing as i said at the top of the show about freedom for me because the most important thing for me is freedom and the great thing about having a, a personal brand online, making your own business based around yourself, around talking about different topics that you want to talk about. The great thing about this is that you have complete freedom. So now, the last six months or so have been some of the best times of my working life because all of the projects I've worked on have been projects I've wanted to do because I decided that they were cool and I wanted to work on them. I've been able to do that from where I want so a lot of it's been in London, but it's been in Berlin, it's been in uh, Russia a little bit, it's been in Ibiza, all these different places, Cornwall in England, you know, it doesn't matter, as long as I've got Wi-Fi and I've got my computer, then I'm fine. And I get to keep more of the profit, so I'm not making the wage quite that I was 
before yet, but I'm nearly there. Uh, in May, I was about there. It will, I, I by the end of the year, it will have su- surpassed significantly what I was earning in the corporate world. And next year, I think is going to be, I think is going to be rocket fueled next year. I think I think we're going to see some really really big things uh, in my company next year. It's going to go crazy, and uh, you know. So you can actually make more money because there's no limit to the amount of money you can make. And because you're self-employed, you get taxed less, certainly in the UK. I only know the UK tax system really, but in general, you know, as a self-employed person, you get taxed less or there's ways that you can work around because you can write stuff off against it. So you end up keeping more of the money that you've made yourself through your own endeavours. And that is an incredibly freeing thing. And I suppose more importantly than all of that, is that you're doing something meaningful because you're doing something that you actually want to do because by definition it's got to be meaningful to you because you're building something around yourself and the way to give that traction and to make it stick as far as other people is concerned is to ensure that it has value for other people that if I'm telling a story about myself like I have been on this podcast hopefully it also helps other people. It has some value for other people. But as long as you can bring that out, you know, it's much more meaningful for me to make this podcast and to talk about my journey with personal brand and how that can help you than it is for me to sit in an office and try and sell somebody else's, you know, advertising inventory or something that I'm not really interested in, that I don't really give a damn about. You know, this is a much this is a much better use of my time. It's much more aligned with my core. And I believe that when you're aligned with your core, then riches follow. I think that's, un- I think that's an unassailable fact, that the more aligned with your core you are, the more that you do, that comes directly from you, the more positive value and energy you put out into the world, the more that you'll receive back, and you'll receive it back, you know, primarily in money but also in goodwill from people and help from other people and so on and so forth it's a it's almost a karmic thing i believe so that is why i'm talking more about this idea of personal brand and i'm going to tie in the coming months i'm going to tie it all together as well with the dating stuff because again this is this whole lifestyle design idea really if i can run my business from anywhere that means i could go and live in kiev or i could go and live in paris or i could go and live in berlin which i'm going to do for a few months or i could live in barcelona or whatever and that opens up a lot of possibilities then for my personal life my dating life because I don't have to be dating somebody just in London or the the town where I'm from. You know, I could be, I I could be all over the world. I could be in different places. So, it's all about opening up that personal freedom. But for me, one of the keys, as I said, of personal freedom, is what you do for work. Because if you're not happy in what you do for work, then really everything else is kind of on shaky ground. And particularly in this day and age, where a lot of industries are facing structural decline and there is automation coming down the line for the jobs. So we need to think differently than our parents and our grandparents did and we need to create our own jobs. We need to create companies for ourselves or we need to create we need to create value that we can sell for ourselves and we need to find out how we can scale that and how we can future proof it so that we can have a good life and do and do the stuff that we want to do now rather than postponing it to this kind of retire this idea of retirement when you're 70 or you know whatever it is 
why not try to have the life that you want now instead of postponing it to a time that you know who knows what's going to happen who knows um you know how long we're going to live who know who knows what the circumstances are going to be like then so why not try and live it now rather than postponing it to the future so onwards freedom i want to teach you about personal brand because i think it's fascinating I don't want to stop the dating stuff entirely. I want to talk about that as well. I want to talk about everything. I want to talk about how you can have the best possible life. But trust me on this, you won't regret coming on this journey about personal brand stuff because it's fascinating, it's fun, it's exciting. It can give you freedom and it can give you an an unimaginable life that you would never have thought you could have before. And you can make more money out of it than than you've ever made as well because... If you set up something on your own and you make it, you work really hard and you make a ton of money, then you know, guess what? You you keep you you get more money. You know, there's a ceiling when you're in a company. We all know that. And generally speaking, people don't get rich by working in companies. And if they do, you know, it, it, again, it's capped. You know, and who wants to who wants to do that? You know, when you can strike out on your own and create your own destiny so that's where my head's at i hope you enjoyed that i hope that makes sense really keen to hear your comments your feedback so please do come back to me drop me an email or leave me a comment or hit me up on twitter or whatever it is and i look forward to speaking with you and we will chat again on the podcast next week bye bye